welcome to Supercharge Your Business, the podcast that supports you to grow your business, take action and have more freedom. I'm Nicole Louise Weiner, business coach, mentor and strategist, and I'll be sharing with you pitfalls, challenges and growth tips with actionable insights and the truth behind business success. So make sure you listen all the way through. Let's dive straight in. Why time blocking doesn't always work. So when it comes to productivity, getting more done, a lot of the time, what we want is a structure. We're looking for a structure and how to make it work, how to make it fit, how to fit everything in. But a lot of the time, especially when it comes to neurodiversity, being women, other things are going to impact your ability and in terms of how you're going to time block and what this is going to look like for you. It's not going to look the same for everybody. So you may have heard before, like do the hardest thing first thing in the day, eat the frog. Do these things when the kids are in bed or when they're at school. It cannot be this prescriptive, especially when we consider hormones, neurodiversity, and sometimes that life just throws us stuff that means that we can't stick to the plan. So it's not just as simple as dividing tasks into time blocks and then putting them into your diary. It's not just as simple to write out your to-do list and pick when you'll do the thing the next week or tomorrow. It's not as simple as just putting it in your calendar and sticking to it because life is more complicated than that. Humans are more complicated than that. You are more complex and wonderful than that, than it being that prescriptive. So please don't judge yourself, first of all, if this hasn't worked for you yet. But what we want to be looking at is having a short-term strategy so that you can prioritize, but also be looking at the long-term. And we need to be blending these two things together. I have an incredible quiz that helps with your strategy type, which will also look at what that means in terms of your ability to time block and what your preferences are. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. So let's go there. We're going to be looking at three things today. Why time blocking doesn't always work. Firstly, around your energy. Second, around neurodiversity. And thirdly, around women and hormones. So the first thing around energy here, right, is that we are not productive all of the time. We cannot be expected to perform at peak and be able to do everything 24 hours a day. Let's go to athletes as an example. This is always an example that I give. Athletes are working really hard to train, right? But they are not doing that for 12 to 14 hours a day consistently with your brain if you're expecting yourself to be able to make decisions your brain is also a muscle you're not going to be able to do this consistently all of the time it's going to be impacted by your energy by what you're fueling your body with by how you're moving your body by the things that you're surrounded by that are going to fill up your cup and again I know we've spoken about this on the podcast before but people pleasers nurturers there's a lot here as well about balancing your energy so when you're looking at other people thinking oh my god how do they get so much done they are usually balancing their energy and managing their energy as well as managing time and it's frustrating right so let's go to lots of the women that I work with are mothers right and they have kids to look after it's frustrating as hell when you get that spike of energy that hits just as they come back from school or just as you need to go and pick them up or just as you know it's about time that you need to start making dinner for them and we can't always control what these things look like what we can do is work with the best of what you have we can't always do the most important thing the thing that's hardest first thing in the day if you're anything like me you may not have energy when you first wake up in the morning. That is not how I roll. It's never been how it works. I'm a, a massive lover of the snooze button for this reason so I can get up slowly. Other people can spring out of bed. Good for them. Good for you if that's you. But if you don't have the energy to do that thing first thing in the morning, 
eat the frog, right? Or you don't have the spark for that. The creativity for marketing, new ideas, offers. This is where it can be really powerful to work with a mentor to support you, to bounce those ideas with. So even if you're feeling stuck and you're feeling frustrated, you can create a plan that works for you, which is totally game-changing when it comes to managing your energy. So as a coach, I support my clients with this, but also as a mentor and sharing strategies with you, not just expecting you to have all of those answers. The second thing here in terms of why time blocking doesn't always work and why it might not be working for you is around neurodiversity. So if you have ADHD like me, then you will need your brain to be fueled with dopamine to be able to act, right? So what you're doing needs to bring you joy. So if we go back to this in terms of energy, if you're not doing things that are filling up your cup and making you feel energized, it's going to be really, really hard for you to do things that are pushing you out of your comfort zone in your business that don't bring you joy, but that we have to be doing, right? Things like marketing, sales, strategizing, these things that maybe aren't your strengths, which are a lot of mine, and leaning on other people to support with this. So let's go there with ADHD for a second. So I found out last year that I have ADHD and what this can mean for some people, this isn't me as much, but it can be if I'm incredibly overwhelmed, is about executive function. So that front part of your brain, I was talking about this in the last episode, around your prefrontal cortex and how that works. So that function can feel like it is reduced. Now, a way to manage this is to really start doing things that bring you joy, that make you feel good, and also introducing rewards as part of what you're doing. So For me, I do what makes me feel good. I do what feels good in the moment. I allow my brain to flow and wonder and do what my inner child wants as well. Play games, puzzle, color in, and then go to that point of like being creative. So what capacity do I have? What energy do I have for doing this task, for doing this thing, for getting it done? Now, that can be frustrating because if you are putting time in your diary right now and saying, okay, every Monday, I'm going to be doing this between 10 and 11. I'm going to write my content. I'm going to create some marketing. I'm going to write some posts. I'm going to engage with people online, like whatever that is you're doing to build your business and your brand. It might not happen because you might not have the energy for that. It has to be for me when I feel like doing it. The importance around this is actually having space to be able to be flexible. And this is something that can take quite a lot of work and that I can look with you in a one-to-one. Plus, let's go there as well, especially if you're balancing in lots of things which as women if you're listening to this you will be things happen in your life kids get sick you get sick parents need you these are things that we cannot control and what this can also mean is that if you've had these plans put in place and they did make you feel excited we are overstimulated we have meltdowns we find that that exec function really reduces and we just cannot think rationally and think critically we become rigid in behavior we want to isolate ourselves socially and just retreat inwards and and, and not need that interaction not feel like we can ask for help that what that can look like and not also do things that are new so if you've put plans in place that haven't worked you can then feel reluctant to try again try something different because you're saying to yourself okay this isn't a safe place in my brain for this to happen because it's going to make me feel like crap if I try again a different way but there are so many different ways that you can approach this in terms of getting more done and being more productive time blocking in a way that works for you but unless we know we don't know so I'm going to explain something that I used to do when I was in banking I do wish I had copyrighted this because because, um, yeah, we're very familiar with this technique now, but bullet journaling, okay? So what I would do is I would write down all of the things that were in my head, all of the tasks, all of the priorities, all of the things that needed to be done. And 
then day by day, I would look at that list and create a list of priorities depending on my energy or obviously when I was in banking, that strategic focus and what was going on in the business. And it's the same now. So writing down all of those lists, all of those things into one place, not into multiple places, into one place so that you can do the things when you feel good to you, right? So like your client accounts, like your like your, your own accounting, your content creation, doing them when they feel good for you. And what can happen also, if you track this, if you start to pay attention to the times of day or the kinds of things that are going on for you when you feel energized, this will give you amazing information in terms of patterns that form for you. And this is where we can start to notice, be more self-aware and make better change. I also have a download for that, which I will also put into the show notes, five steps to save time in your business that you've never heard before, all around energy and how to manage this and track patterns too. There's a tracker in there for you. So another part of this in terms of neurodiversity, ADHD specifically, and why time blocking may not always work. Number one is also time blindness here, right? So not realizing how long things take or not realizing how long you've been doing things, especially because it's really important to be able to allow your brain to go into hyper-focus and into that flow state that's really key for creativity and it feels good, but then you can lose track of time about what everything else is going on around you. So with this, get support for those limitations. Put reminders in your calendar. Make sure that if you know that this is something where you're feeling the energy, set a timer on your phone for 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 50 minutes. That Pomodoro technique around 20 minutes doesn't work for me as my hyper-focus needs longer than that. 40 to 50 is quite a sweet spot for me. So you could try that if, if you want to. But also get support for those limitations, right? So yes, timers. But also if you don't know how to do something or you're sitting there feeling frustrated because you're not getting the dopamine hits and you're not feeling like it's working for you, ask for help. Find out how to do it a different way and find ways to motivate yourself. Give yourself incentives. And why this? I'm not saying because I can be guilty of this. So I have to check in with myself on it. I'm going to do this and then I'm going to allow myself to go for a wee or I'm going to do this and then I'm going to be allowed to drink of water. These are also things that we have to watch, especially with, with, with being ADHD. But you need to motivate yourself. So for example, once I've done this, I'm going to have a piece of chocolate. Once I've done this, I'm going to go for a walk. Once I've done this, I'm going to play a game. I'm going to play a game that I love. Once I do this, I'm going to color in. Once I do this, I'm going to ring a friend. So allowing yourself, okay, giving yourself that deadline, which you will be deadline driven, motivation driven, needing that adrenaline hit to get you through that next bit. Motivate yourself, find out what motivates you. And also let's acknowledge here, not trying to fit into a box, right? So you can work this out for yourself. You can spend time being more self-aware, but stop trying to fit into a box that society has created in terms of how this works for women, how this works for men, how this works for these people, how this works for business owners. If you're a service-based, product-based, if you're a mother, if you're not a mother, like all of these boxes that have been created, break that, smash that and think about how it can work for you. Just because it works for your friend or your neighbor or your sister or a peer or a colleague or your mentor, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. So make sure you're finding somebody who can support you to create strategies that are going to work for you and not them. It's all about you. It's all about you. And shameless plug here, I do this with my clients inside my master and we're opening up an exciting cohort for May for Thrive Mastermind. So I'll pop the link in the chat for you to book a call with me to talk about the next steps or send me an email and I can send you that information. The third thing there now around why time blocking doesn't always work around energy and around neurodiversity is as women. 
right? So I'm quite passionate about this. Hormones for women, and I was probably, I don't know, probably about four years ago was when I first started to even realize this was a thing and this is what happened because we're not taught these things in school and we bloody should be. Hormones change on average every week for a woman, depending on your cycle. So what's going, as you move through your cycle, your menstrual phase, your follicular phase, your ovulation phase, your luteal phase, all of these things change your hormones in terms of your motivation, your energy, your desire, your um, ability to handle more frustrating situations or not your patience, your resilience. It's all depending on these hormones and how they're operating for you as well, which are all there to do these things, right? They're all there to do these things. For example, when you first start your period, your levels of estrogen and progesterone are at their lowest. And this is known to cause this dip in energy. So this lull, this feeling tired, needing to rest, not feeling as creative. If you experience pain with your cycle, as I do, you may find those first few days as well, a time that you need to relax rather than having that fast paced activity. So expecting your business to continue to run and time block and do all of these things, regardless of what's going on in your body, we need to start paying attention to this. Then as we go through the next part of your cycle here, as your estrogen levels rise during during the next phase of your cycle, you tend to feel happier. You start to feel more energized. It's as you're moving towards ovulation, your estrogen level grows. And you will may find that this is a time when actually you have a really good mood. You feel energized. You have high levels of energy. You want to go out more. You want to do more things. You want to be more visible. You want to create more video. You want to record a podcast, like whatever that is. And then after that, in terms of post-ovulation, as you're moving towards this next step, progesterone rises. And for women, this is one of the most difficult parts because it, it can have a bit of a depressant effect when compared to what estrogen is doing in your body. So you may again feel that low energy and low mood. And if we go to, I'm not hugely into this feminine and masculine, again, that's a box. But if we go to what that means in terms of needing to be in flow, especially as somebody who may also be neurodiverse, if you're listening to this too, it's about finding what works for you and working around these things to make you feel good. When you don't feel good, you're going to face resistance and it's going to feel hard and you're going to want to quit and you're going to want to give up and throw the towel in and think, oh my God, it's going to be easier for me rather than running my business to go and get a job in Tesco or to go back to corporate life. Yet you know that that's not really how you feel when you're at your peak, right? When you're at your optimum. So if you do have these lower energy days, these are some things that I tend to check in with for myself. And yes, I need reminders of it as well. But there's some things that you can do to help to combat some of this. So listen to your body. I know that sounds really simple, but listen to your body. What is it telling you? Tap in with yourself for a second and just check in. And how am I feeling? If you're feeling tired, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling energized, listen to your body. What does that mean that you can do in your business? It's going to allow you to progress and keep moving forward. Other good things here around health hygiene, right? Practice good sleep. Try relaxation techniques. Don't skip exercise altogether and movement. Move gently if you feel like you can or more if you've got more energy. Eat regularly. Stop skipping meals. Don't miss lunch. Business owners can be so guilty of this. We get, you know, especially if you're a mother and you have children and you're trying to fit everything in in between school runs, right? So when the kids are at school, when when the baby's at nursery, like around that in particular, have three meals a day. Treat yourself to that. You deserve that. And the days when you're eating less, obviously you don't have as much energy. This is science, right? It's what you're putting into your body that gives you fuel. You can't drive a car with no fuel in it. So make sure you're planning some of this ahead if you can. When it comes to planning, we're talking about here, time blocking. What can you do to make sure that you're supportive? Batch cook some meals, stick some stuff in the fridge, put stuff in the freezer, buy some really healthy 
coffee snacks to have, like these things that are going to keep you going. I have nuts on my desk that, as in almonds and walnuts, just for the context, um, that help to fuel my energy in case I feel like that dips, which it does. I have low blood pressure. Like I have to watch that. Fruit, other snacks as well. Like, of course, watching the sugar. And also the other thing here around time blocking and how this can really be tricky is with caffeine. Okay. So I gave up caffeine about 10 years ago. I have really, I used to get really bad migraines. I still get some now, especially around my cycle, actually. But it's really, really important to notice how this works for you. Now, depending on your metabolism and how you process food and drink, if you have a cup of coffee in the morning and then have energy two hours after that or an hour after that, we want to make sure that you are utilizing that energy. Yes, but don't rely on the caffeine that when you feel tired, you avoid you avoid doing the things that feel hard unless you've had a cup of tea or a cup of coffee because this can also be super disruptive to your sleep and make you feel more tired as well because it's this up and down of energy, these peaks and troughs, ups and downs that we don't want. We want more stable energy across your day, your week, your month. And of course, if your mood and your energy levels are really affected by your hormones and as you're listening to this, you're thinking, oh my God, yeah, I, I, I need some help with this. It is worth speaking to a GP to get that checked out as well, just to note. Okay, so let's recap. We have covered three things in lots of detail that are going to support you when you're thinking, oh my God, why isn't time blocking working for me? Everyone else can do this and I can't. So to recap, number one is around your energy. Number two is around neurodiversity and how that can show up for you. And number three is about being a woman and your hormones and noticing some of that as well. Shameless plug here, just before we finish, my mastermind starts its next cohort in May and I would love to have you. We balance your energy. We look at everything that you can do to create more time in your business and to support you to grow and scale in terms of sales and revenue. So just reach out to me if you'd like information on that. We start in May and I also have an incredible in-person retreat coming up in June. So if you feel like you need that dedicated space and time away from life to refocus on your business, reach out and let's chat about you taking one of the spots. Thanks for listening to the Supercharge Your Business podcast. Before I go, show me some love for your new favorite podcast by leaving me a review and hitting subscribe. And to connect with me, search Nicole Louise online over on socials. Bye for now.